program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. No, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome in to two hours of tomfoolery. Have you ever met Tom Foolery? Nope. Uh, we are here for you to vent or do whatever you want to do or talk about all the great news in college football, which is stunning, uh, all the things that have happened over the last, I don't know, since we were on the air, Jeff. I mean... Harbaugh got suspended, Jimbo got fired, Zach Arnett got fired, and then there were football games, too, being played around the country. Although there wasn't, I will say this was one of the most boring weekends watching football of the year for me. None of the games were that, I mean, there was a couple of games that were okay. Uh, The Florida game, obviously, was a good game, Uh, but most of the games were just terrible. Missouri-Tennessee wasn't even very good. No, it was awful. Because Tennessee's not very good. And Ole Miss didn't step up. Didn't think they, they were would. never in that. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Penn State. Um, uh, I got to watch a majority of that. Like, it's so freaking boring. It was terrible. Like, what's the point of even playing I, football? I literally, about 10 minutes left in the – might have been the game, but it might have, might have been the third quarter. Said I got to do something, so I I literally went somewhere and just I got to I got to go have a hamburger somewhere just to get out of the house because I couldn't watch it. It was it was terrible. None of the other games were good at noon, so it was a weird Saturday. Usually I live for college football. This was not the weekend to live for it, and probably this weekend it's not going to be that good either because there's not a lot of good games this weekend coming up. But a lot of that is scheduling because people tend to schedule the before your rivalry game as being soft. So sure. we've got a lot of bad games. That we do, and certainly a tough one for Florida, which, gosh, it, it doesn't look attainable now to go up to Missouri and win, which is hard hard to believe. But for well, the way they played against Tennessee and the who, way that Florida's defense has been. they would be double-digit underdogs for every game the rest of the way. And they are again this week. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half. Maybe not against Florida State though. At Undefeated home? Florida State against five and six Florida. At home? Five and six Florida. At home? I think they're ten. They're at least ten. Okay. I'm just going with that. We shall see. But I do think they have a better chance to beat Florida State than they do Missouri. And care. that would be nice to What kind of chance they have is irrelevant. But it, they'll 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 play hard. And and hey, there's I, nothing wrong with, I think, some of the effort. Effort's not a problem. And I even like the way the first half went against LSU and the way they came out and played and they fought and they they didn't stroll in there and think, oh, my gosh, the season ended after we lost Arkansas. There's, there's fight in these dudes, but it's the same thing I've been saying for several weeks. They're just not good enough. 
They don't have enough players. And they'll eventually, hopefully, get to that point. But you've got 35% of your defense as freshmen, and the execution isn't there. And I think the coaches are trying to get them there and put them in the right spots, but you call blitz and you don't get there. Or you're trying to do something to stop the quarterback, and he just sidesteps you and runs a whole bunch of yards. Yeah, so, but I, I will say this. The 85-yard run that uh, Jay Nails had, so here's three things that happened, okay? The uh, the safety takes a terrible angle. Yeah. True freshman. Mm-hmm. The guy on the outside gets cannot get off his block. True freshman. True freshman. The guy chasing him, can it looks like he's running in mud. True freshman. And that's the thing. Okay, but are these guys going to get better where they can not keep doing those things? That's that's the question you have to have. But that's that's the problem. Like like you said, Jeff. I mean, they're so young, and they're just not playing at a at an elite level anywhere near an elite level. And they give up seven hundred yards. It's a lot. It's no. It's the most ever. <laughs> that's not a lot. A, a lot. lot would be five hundred eighty yards. This is the most yards a Florida defense has ever given up. And I've seen some bad Florida defenses. Yeah. Like well, last year and the year before. They broke that uh, every record they have. Mm-hmm. It, they're just they I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little bit of physicality, lack of physicality, and I think a little bit of it is um scheme. They've got to figure out how to play better on defense. And Jeff, I'm going to say this and I said this on my podcast. People for 10-15 years have been talking about, well, the problem is Florida can't find the right quarterback since Tebow left, right? That's not the problem. No. The problem is they haven't played defense. Yeah, they haven't he, stopped anybody. Since he left. They, they had some good defenses, the Gennar, uh, Jonathan Grenard defense, the uh, – uh, God, I can't think of his name. Uh, when they beat FSU that one year – uh, who who had the, all the sacks? I can't think of his name. So it would have been 2018, right around there. You know what I'm thinking of. Anyway. It'll pop into my head about yeah. So anyway, they, they've had some good defenses, but they haven't had elite defenses, and now they've had, for four straight years, bad defenses. And that's all you can say. There's no... Nothing else to say except Florida has been bad on defense for four years. Agreed. They got to get good. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a, well, an answer. No way to to say. I just. I just don't think that. Well, one, they're they're not that physical up front. Yeah. And they're they're trying. I mean, when when they stopped LSU again on the goal line. For four straight run plays, you're thinking, all right, here we go. But then it was stupidity on LSU's part to keep running that play when you had God's gift to the quarterback position never trying to run it in. Yeah, it was stupid on their part. And then they get another fourth down stop, which was big. And then, but, and, and again, they took the lead on the uh, a special teams plus. Yeah. I didn't think I would see that all year. And then, uh, but then they just couldn't stop him. They just couldn't stop him. So um, he's great. Jane Daniels is way up on my Heisman ballot. 
I will tell you right now, if I voted today, I'd probably vote him number one. Um, but I'm, I'm obviously going to wait as we go along. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's Daniels, Knicks, Penix, maybe Drake May. That game was unbelievable. Come going on at the same time. I watched some of it, but I you know was trying to work. So, um, but is it Jabari Zaniga you're thinking about? No. Ja'Kai Polite? Yes, Ja'Kai Polite. Ja'Kai Polite had a lot of sacks that year. Yeah. Like 13. No, not 13 because 13's record. Like 11, though. He he was okay. near he, near that record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember that many sacks, but I'll take your word No, on he it. was really good that year. But anyway, they they, they got to get better on defense. Yeah, that's, that's plain and simple. They, they've done enough offensively. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. 71 points the last two games and lost them both. Yeah. And if you would have gotten in the end zone there at the end, then that would have been, what, 42? Yeah. So you scored in the 40s at LSU and still lost by a bunch. And that would have covered, too. I wonder if that's how many things well, that affected. If Mertz didn't throw it off the goalpost, <laughs> brought yeah, it down just There was foot. a safety there. There was nothing he could do. He had to throw it high. He just, and then yeah, he last one got knocked down. Whatever. So, yeah. Wasn't going to make a difference. No. Nope. I was already writing by then. Yeah, it, w- it would have not. So, a lot of uh, things to certainly chat about. 392-8255, that is our Titan MRI hotline. So, we'll get after it here on a uh, Sonic Sound Off Monday. Obviously, uh, if you didn't hear the, the Jimbo news, it is official today, and he will get a whole bunch of money. $76 million is not that much money, Jeff. To not do anything. Yes, that is uh, that's tip money, you know, for some people. But uh, I'm I'm curious because I the way I read it today was that there's no mitigation here. Like in yeah. other words, he could go coach at Ole Miss or Auburn or whatever next year or whatever he wants to go and still collect that money. That what a deal! What a deal, Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton is only added clients this week. Yeah. But I also think that colleges are not going to be doing that kind of stupidity anymore. We'll see. I don't I don't think they will. I think everybody realizes that you can't put in a buyout for that much. It's a I mean it's the biggest by 50 million. Gus Melzon had the biggest one. And don't you think that I don't know if he'll do it or there, or there's even a clause in there. But don't you think the assistants, if they get fired, should get some of that they, money? A lot of them do. I, I think I saw a number where it's over $100 million, what they're going to have to pay out eventually. Really? And you know what they're saying? We light our cigars with that kind of money. Yeah. We're not worried about that. They they clearly had a meeting last week. Yeah. Said, hey, said, can we afford this? Can we afford it? Yeah. I'll come up with $50 million. Don't worry about but it. But it, it does come out of the Athletic Association budget, but except for the initial fee that's due in 30 days. Yeah. Everything else is out of that budget. They're fine. They they aren't, They don't have to worry about money. It's not about that. All right. All right. About you guys. So we'll, What it's uh, about we'll, is that they were very mediocre for yeah, six years. Under. Didn't get it done. All right. We'll, uh, we'll give it to uh, all of you when we come back. Take that break and uh, get after it here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Isabella Masioli. 
UF women's basketball team will be going head-to-head with the Florida A&M Rattlers tonight at 8 p.m. Catch live coverage of the game right here at 7.40 p.m. Looking to bounce back from their loss against Virginia this past weekend, Gators men's basketball will also be facing the Florida A&M Rattlers on Tuesday. Live coverage starts here tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. In football news, the SEC has just announced that the Gators will be playing FSU at 7 p.m. in the Swamp November 25th. The Gators lead the all-time series 37-27-2 and end the Swamp with a mark of 22-12-1, including winning the last two games in Gainesville. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Massioli. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card. Will it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck? We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout. 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, time to get after it here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Jeffrey and Patrick with you, and we'll talk about uh, the many things going on. Matt got in there first, so he is up. Hey, Matthew, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, man, how how much money is Penn State going to allow James Franklin to steal from them? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that too. That is awful. Well, I mean... If, Am I right, Pat? If, you, if your goal is not guy, to he, ever beat anybody good, he is their perfect coach. <laughs> isn't he just a jerk, too? Is he just a total jerk? I've never been a da, fan. Da, da, da. Yeah, never been a fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the way he covered up that whole rape thing at Vanderbilt and, um, and then, you know, just – no, I, I don't know anybody that really likes him. So, But, again, yeah. I don't cover him, so it's, it's hard for me to say. I mean, look, we've had some knucklehead, I think, kind of things happen with us. But, man, that's, that was just – that's egregious what happened there. I, I, now, well, they still lost the game probably. I still don't think Michigan – Michigan didn't show me a whole lot. I'll be honest with you. I think they're probably three or four in the SEC. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Um, I think uh, the one thing I would all, say about Michigan, I think Michigan would be number one in the SEC – if you talked about physicality of the entire team, that's the difference between them, and that's why they'll they'll have a chance against an SEC team because they're going to be, and it's hard to say that, but they are the most physical team I've ever seen. And they that's why they went to that. They, hey, we're going to get the ball to Blake Corum, and we're just going to run it every down. They ran what thirty straight plays, mm-hmm. and I mean that's what, it was the most boring game I've ever watched. But that's what they knew mm-hmm. what they had to do to win the game. Man, I, we've got to hit the transfer portal as hard as can possibly, you know. I mean, I think Billy's future depends on how well he does in the transfer portal. I mean, do I think the guy needs a lot of time? Yeah, but he's not going to get it. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. It's just not going to happen. He's got to make some serious moves. And, and, and I think in order to do that, you know, we're going to have to go out and buy some players. Now, Fortunately, I think with what's happened in Texas, and I guess in Starkville, I mean, there's going to be a lot of portal action. We've got to get better on the lines of scrimmage. I mean, I was really sour on Corey Raymond after Saturday, but then after kind of talking to some people and thinking about it, I mean, if you give any quarterback five seconds, it doesn't matter who you got back there as a DB. They're just not going to be able to cover. Um, Now, were they out of position? Are they young? Do they need to get better? Sure, but... 
we've got to get better on the line of scrimmage. And until we do that, um, we're just going to be mediocre at best, offensively and defensively. And, and I just think that, I don't know. I know Billy listens to your program every day, all day long, so <laughs> that's all I can advise is he needs to seriously. Like, we've got yeah, to Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I would – I mean – I would say about like going to the portal. Let's just say defensive line. Okay, yeah, there are a lot of guys you would like to get on the defensive line. Can you afford them? Can you come up with the money? And it's not you say Florida can they come up with the money, but it's do the fans want to come up with the money because it, it comes well, down to nil in the end. Well, that's a, that's another topic that I kind of brought up was I think Florida what. Florida doesn't care that much about football anymore. I mean, I think overall, I mean, they, they Are you care talking about so Florida much fans? about fans. Yeah, well, they're breeding fans that don't care. I mean, they're breeding students that don't care as much, right? And that's, I mean, because that's they're, not they're where breeding. the NIL money's not coming from the students, though. So. Well, I guess you got a point, but I, it's, it just blows me away that other schools are, you know, you would think University of Florida would be right up there, and apparently we're not. I don't no, know. but not up there. I mean, he, 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 he's he got to hit it in the transfer portal, and um, because if he doesn't, I, I, I just hate to say it, but I think next year we'll end up, they'll have this discussion about Florida next year that they're having about Texas A&M and, and Mississippi State. But anyway, talk to you guys later. All right, Matt. Thank you. I I think you kind of hit it right on the head in that um, there's got to be some changes made between this year and the start of next year. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't, then he's on. He's squarely on the. He's not on the hot seat now, but he would be then if he doesn't make some changes. Now, what they are is are up to him. And again, I always leave it up to the coach. I always believe in that. I'm not going to tell him how to coach and how to who to hire and everything like that. But um, he better he better uh, make some changes. So, I mean, look, he's eleven and t- twelve. I mean, that's facts. Mm-hmm. You, nothing I can do to soft coat that. I agree. <laughs> okay. There's not. Mike, you're next. How are you? Good, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. Uh, first of all. The effort I saw of the defense in the first half, I haven't seen in more than four years. That was nice to see. But I think because, they're one, they're not used to giving that kind of effort, and two, they're not conditioned to get that kind of effort. Uh, it, it kind of fell apart in the second half. But that's the kind of effort I think Gator fans think, uh, you know, that, that these guys that are getting such so much – should at least give 100% we're on the field. And we saw some of that with the goal line stand. And so that was good. But we've got to be able to do that for a full game. And we're not going to do that until we get better condition. We, we get stronger. We get quicker. We get less body fat. We need a really conditioned, hard-nosed team. And we're not there right now. And that's why we're giving up 50 points. But uh, I was glad. Well, to- they did give up 342 yards in the first half. So Yeah. But but still, but a lot of chunk plays had, there. You got it. Oh, I know. But I'm, I'm trying to look at something positive. Their effort was there. I'm not saying they 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 stopped them, but I thought the effort was more. Right? You guys agree? See I more. totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So that was good to see. But we got to do it for a whole game. Uh, it's just it, we're going to have to attack the portal because. And when you say we're young, well, that could have been corrected last year by getting more 
uh, guys out of the portal. Uh, but uh, we're not in a good place right now, and if, if he's going to have to make some changes uh, and and maybe not hire so many of his friends. And like Spurrier did, he went outside and got Stoops. I think he went the sports information director said who's got, had the best defense last year. Is that true, Pat? And he said Bobby Stoops. Isn't that kind of how he – did you know that story? Yeah, I do know the story. Uh, I know that they had a conversation about that. Um, and his same way, but again, Jeremy went to him with uh, when Zook was there and said – Hey, look! Look at Enzo Brecker because he did a great job. He's done a great job every year, and that, so that it doesn't always work out to get advice. It doesn't always you. work out. Yeah. I, I agree, but we we need to get somebody that's really got some stature and got proven years behind him because uh, you can't go through another year with this defense. And the basketball team, I thought the effort was great too, but I don't think I've ever seen. You know, usually in a game you see two or three passes where you're saying, "What in the world were you thinking?" Uh, there must have been 12 to 15 of those in that game. Well, there were 15 because that's how many steals that um, yeah. Virginia but had. Any time the, the ball was pressured, we threw it away. We panicked. I've never seen so many panic passes. And I think Yeah, again, you're talking about a team that's basically all brand new. And so when, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, I, again, they don't have their point guard. And But, I, I mean, the, the easy – Come back to that would be what if he sprains his ankle in, in game five? Or what are you going to do then? So, um, well, I mean, I feel bad yeah. for Walter Clayton. I think he played his tail off and just had some bad possessions there at the end. He's not a point guard. He was forced to play the spot because of uh, pulling being out. But they need two point uh, guards, and they don't really have them. They don't have one right yeah. now. Yeah, and and I, that's the kind of the – the worry about building a team like this by every year keeping two players and then you know building a whole new team because it's hard to get some continuity and then it takes you about mid-year before the team learns how to play yeah, together. But it's possible. So, I mean, we've seen it happen all over the country. I mean, teams, but not consistently. Well, I, like I Texas Tech, every year, year is is really good. They don't ever recruit anybody. So, um, well, you know, I mean, it's possible we'll to, to do that. But I mean. They're they're doing it both ways. They're taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we'll see how it all works out. But again, I but they're not high, they're not recruiting high school hardly at all. I mean, it's well, no, so, they've got they've got four high school kids on this team. Yeah, and, and four, four for, true freshmen. I mean, for last year, four true freshmen. Yeah, yeah, but not not anything, not highly ranked players or anything it's not like we're really recruiting well we're not in the top 25 of recruiting in high school i just think well, you why would you, why would you come to florida well i don't want to talk bad about them but i, I it's like nemhard when he left he said they're not serious about winning the championship here well that, that's nemhard you know he went somewhere else and they didn't win a championship there either so they <laughs> <laughs> had better chance <laughs> but he didn't win anyway so all right mike yeah. appreciate Thanks, it guys I mean, I just don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I know. I think maybe I need to stop doing radio. Maybe uh, for my 69th birthday, that'll be the the solution. Well, that's tomorrow, so you better warn me. Warn me. <laughs> give me some longer time. Monty, what's up? Welcome. Thanks. I read today that um, Jimbo Fisher is going to be making. $27,000 a day for the next seven years to do nothing. No, that is way oh, off. Pitiful. He's going to make $208,000 a day. 
to make to do nothing. No way. Yeah, it's did it's I, ridiculous how much money he's going to make. Right. Really? Did I miss a? <laughs> sorry about that. Um, listen, I think a critical part of the game on Saturday was when that Khalil Jackson catch was overturned sure. by the refs. And they, Florida had the momentum going, and you could just feel the whole the wind being sucked right out of that team when that happened. And that was really unfortunate. I think. Florida well, yeah, because you knew you had to give them the ball back when, right. at that point of the game, if you didn't go down and basically score every time, then LSU was going to take over. So I, I completely agree with you, and I still don't really understand, especially because the call on the field was a catch. And the replays that we were able to see, at least in in the radio booth, showed that both hands were under the ball. I mean, maybe the tip of the ball uh, moved it a little bit. I thought but, it moved a little bit, but I didn't think it was. But enough not to enough. Overturn. It was wasn't egregious I, to say. And and you could have that same play happen tomorrow in another college game, and it's called differently. Sure. And that that and the ridiculous. And I'm going to try to not curse here. But the ridiculous non-safety call on FSU Miami game, and again, I don't, I got no skin in that. Did game. Did it get reviewed? I, it got reviewed, and they came back and go, "No, he wasn't in the end zone. His whole body's in the end zone. You can see it. It's, wow. It was not even close." And uh, if I was a Miami fan, I'd be really mad. But then I would be, I would also want to, you know, spend my rest of my life in a meth lab. So, <laughs> I, so I'm not going to be a Miami fan, but. I was rooting for Miami to win that game, but it was that is the worst call I've ever seen in my life. The Khalil Jackson yeah. thing, I I could like when it when when it happened, I went, boy, I hope that turns out to be a catch. And I I kept watching it, and I went, I think it, I I don't think they can overturn this. I think it made not again. I have no idea what a catch is. I have no idea what targeting is. I have no idea what a safety is. I'm just gonna watch the games and. Let the referees tell me what they don't know. But yeah, Monty, it was it was certainly a, a tough call, and I, I do agree with you. And um, obviously, yeah. Florida was moving up and down the field; they were doing some things yeah. offensively, and you could definitely tell being there in that building how much that changed it. Oh boy, it sure did. And the other thing I wanted to say, and I'll, I'll hang up, is that uh, Blake Totmeyer, the uh, the columnist, has this column out today. It is. Dan Mullen should put away his golf clubs and go p- prove Florida wrong that he got wrong by going back to Mississippi State. And I thought, what a clever article that is. Yeah, except I don't know if he wants to coach anymore. I think he didn't. He like him not wanting to recruit here isn't going to change when he goes. If I'm at Mississippi State and I'm I'm trying to hire a, a new coach and I'm going. What we should bring Dan back. He had a lot of success here. He didn't have overwhelming success, but he had good success here. And he doesn't like to recruit. That's a perfect coach for us. Yeah, and, and I think also times have changed a lot since he's been there. What we're just talking about today with NIL and everything else going on, I, I don't know because of how much Dan Mullen feels about himself like that he could go back to that place because there's nothing in the foreseeable yeah. future that says – Alabama, LSU, even maybe Auburn now, um, certainly well, Ole Miss. Okay. Like all these teams Oklahoma are going to slow down. Yeah, them. So anybody on like Mississippi State, no matter what happens, should be the at best the fourth or fifth best team in the West. And and I, Mullins, I, Mullins not going to go through that. 
I hate to say it, but I think it's a dead end job right now. Yeah, there, there's no really way know. you can be successful there. Yeah. So. Anyway, thanks, guys. Yep. Good stuff, Monty. Appreciate I've, you. I've heard his name. And I've heard his name come up for a Texas A and M, and I'm like, ew. There is no way that's going to happen. They're going to go. Oh, we'll hire a guy who was okay. You already hired a guy that was a national champion, and you threw him out after six years. So we shall see. All right, need a break. We'll come back. I know uh, lots of calls are coming in. We'll get to you as quickly as we can here on the tailgate. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 0430. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. The Gators are here. Drive and kick in the corner. Three. Richard. Good, good, good. Got it to beat the buzzer. Sinks, catches, pump fake, shoots, banked it in and one. This is Gator Country. Throws out wing left. Kugel for three from the sideline. Good. Deep three is splashed home. This is Florida basketball. Chop this one up for the Gators. On the Gators Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Overcast skies sticking around this evening and overnight. We'll have a slight chance for a passing shower along and east of the I-95 corridor, also along and north of the I-10 corridor. Low temperatures falling into the lower 60s by tomorrow morning. Cloudy skies tomorrow afternoon. Slight chance for a passing shower. Getting breezy with wind gusts near 20 miles an hour. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. 
Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here. Got about 20 minutes left in the show for the first hour. And then we have a whole second hour right behind it, lined up. It's just stacked up, as our callers are. So let's go to our first call for this this segment. The first caller is, (laughs) I mean, I don't know who's up. I can't read that that good. You can't read that far? I can tell you who it is. No, to tell the time on it. All right. I will help you. See if you can get it. No. (laughs) What? Nothing. His name is Dick. Dick, what's up? Welcome. I don't even want to know what the question (laughs) was going to be. Hey, it's not that hard of a name to guess, guys. That's right. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, hard of a name. Yeah. I guess no pun. No pun there. Hey, um, I don't know, man. I mean, we can either have a lot to talk about today, or we can have nothing to talk about today. Um, the defense, I just don't know. I mean, I've been watching the Gators for, I'm 65 years old. Me and my wife are season ticket holders. And that was almost a historically bad defensive showing. I've never seen, I mean, it was almost like, you know, Jaden Daniels is weaving in and out of the field. It was almost like he was playing Sandlot, and we were chasing him. It was almost embarrassing, like he's smiling and turning his head before he goes across the goal line. It was just – I don't even know what to say. I'm, well, I'm not you even... keep saying almost, but it was. It was It was yeah. embarrassing. And it was the most yards a Florida team has ever given up in the history of the program, 701 yards of total offense for uh, LSU. I mean, and it was not unexpected. That's the other thing, because he's really good, and Florida's defense is not really good. And when you say historically bad, they were historically bad last year. They had the most first downs they've ever given up, the most yards they've ever given up. The year before was the most first downs and the most yards. This is a long-running issue at Florida, and it's been going on for a long time, really, to be honest with you, since 
Will Muschamp walked out the door. Exactly. And, and you know, the thing is, I love what Billy's doing. You know, I think, you know, if you look at, I hate to even talk about the school of Florida State, I think next year they're going to be in for a little surprise when they have 17 out of 22 starters and Travis not there. There's going to be a big dip. I don't think you can really sustain a program long-term just getting portal players. It's almost like Calipari at Kentucky. But I think Billy needs to he needs to hit on some better portal players. I mean, they, uh, got they are totally, totally missed on the portal this year. Oh yeah, I mean, you got we got Pearsall that transferred with them. No, I'm talking about this year. This year, yeah, there, there's not really an impactful player. Yeah, this portal year, portal class no, has been not worked the, out. If you look at Damon George, he's been horrible this year. Uh, the guy from uh, uh, Baylor, Bazooka, Bazooka, yeah. He, I mean. Been, yeah, but you even terrible. look at like guys like Tahada Mitchell and that was supposed to come in here and make a difference. And I mean, there are a lot I mean, of guys on defense that just have had no impact on this team. Oh, no, Deuce Spurlock from Michigan yes. that the field. We yeah. got Caleb Banks from Louisville. The guy the guy had like four snaps at Louisville, and he comes here and he's no better than the guy the freshman. But that we put the up question there. that you can you you and I cannot answer. Is is Florida? Did Florida strike out in the portal because uh, they had bad evaluations, or because they didn't have the money to get the better players? And that's a question well, I, I can't answer. Okay, but how can we not have the money? Because they they have to have. There's a lot of money that is to go out. There's 85 players that are getting money. Okay. Yeah, it's not. We just we just put. You know, how many billions into our university? We've got a new softball field, relatively new. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but we've got one of the largest alumni in the nation's associations in the country. I mean, you try to tell me Florida State can pay for, they can pay for uh, uh, five first round picks they're going to have, and we can't. I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying they're willing to. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was Billy, I'd say, guys, we need to because I don't know. I mean, like you just talked a little bit ago. The bottom line is, it's a results thing. I love what Billy's doing. I'm not suggesting he should get fired. I don't think he should. I love what he's doing. But the thing is, are we going to really? We got the toughest. We got the toughest schedule in the country next year. Are we really going to turn this defense around in a year with all these young guys we have? Unless we go and hit the portal big time. We'll see. I mean, they'll be they'll be older next year. I, mean, I love our young guy. He tried, no, but he I'm just saying, if you if you assume that you have to go to the portal every year, then you're not allowing development of the players that you bring in. So, I mean, I think Florida. It's kind of like that 07 Florida. T- now, again, I'm not saying it's going to do what the 08 team did, but the 07 Florida team was miserable on defense. It was all freshmen. It was Joe Hayden and Major Wright and uh, Mike Pouncey had to move over to the defensive line because they didn't have anybody to play defensive line. And they were awful. And, and people ran all over them. And Tebow kind of carried that team to a 9-4 and record. 
and uh, yeah. which now seems like a great record for Florida. Yeah, it, but the next year, know. those guys had a year to work things out and get phys- more, you know, uh, weightlifting and do all that stuff, and they were really good. I think that that's what you have to hope happens this year. No, again, I love I love what he's doing. I love our, our young guys. Trey Wilson is going to be the next great Gator receiver. Um, Jason Marshall, to me, had a really kind of bad year for the most part. It just seems like he's chasing the, the, the receiver all the time. Jalen Kimber, I've been kind of disappointed in. I mean, I think our older guys just have not stepped up this year. And the younger guys, you, know, like, you watch the tackling. Jordan Castell looks like, you know, he, he played really good this year. But our young guys, especially on defense, you know, they'd be done right now with their high school schedule. And it wouldn't be as physical. They look like they're getting yeah. a little bit beat up out there and are getting a little bit tired and their tackling's gotten really, really off. And I just think these young guys we got back there, like, you know, Bryce Thornton and Castile starting two safeties back there, true freshmen. I think these guys are just starting to hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a wall. What do you think? Yep. No, I don't disagree guys. with you. I said that last week. I think that a lot of these guys have hit a little bit of a wall. And I think, Jordan Castell is a guy who I think has a chance to buy his junior season to be an elite safety, but he's not oh, elite absolutely. safety now. He's he he makes a good play and a bad play, and a good play and absolutely. a bad play. Uh, so one last question. I know you have a bunch of callers. One last question. I'm, I'm still not convinced about Napier being a play caller. I just you know I talked about this on Steve and with Shane, and Shane will give me spurrier. I say, okay, well, how many Spurriers are there out there in the country? One. Uh, for every Spur, for every Spurrier you give me who calls his own plays, I can give you ten that don't. You know what I mean? Uh, go from Nick Saban to Kirby Smart to yeah, but, had to give it up. Yeah, but both of those are defensive guys. And so. offense, offense isn't the problem. No, and offense it's, has been completely fine. Yeah, I mean, he scored no, no, no. 71 points in the last two games. You should win one of no, those no, no, games. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying that. It's not because of that. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying – you know, we've had the special teams mis- miscues and stuff like that. If he was just overseeing the whole thing, would he have more of a hand on special teams? Like this whole thing where the player thought he heard a word and that word, code word means go. Why are we having a player? Well, yeah, I, yeah, but he's not going to give up calling plays just to go be able to oversee yeah, special make teams. Make sure they don't. So they'll they'll figure that out. All right, Dick, thank you. Appreciate that. We need a break. We'll come back with a few more phone calls to wrap up hour number one on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Isabella Mascioli. The Gators women's basketball team will be playing the Florida A&M Rattlers tonight at 8 p.m. Catch live coverage of the game right here at 7.40 p.m. Gators men's basketball will be facing the Rattlers of Florida A&M on Tuesday. The team is looking to bounce back from their loss against Virginia this past weekend. Live coverage of the game starts here tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Today, the SEC announced that the Florida Gators will be playing the FSU Seminoles at 7 p.m. in the Swamp on November 25th, marking the third straight night game for the Gators. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos will be traveling to take on the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Masioli. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Your commute to work, a trip to the grocery store, even dropping your kids off at a football practice. Get paid to do it all with Rapify, an app built for people like you to supplement your time on the road. The good news? We're live in Gainesville, but spots are limited. Sign up now to earn up to $450 per month, plus added swarm event bonuses for getting your vehicle wrapped. Head to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Rapify app to get started today. That's Rapify. W-R-A-P-I-F-Y. We look forward to seeing you on the road with us. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee to you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC at Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. <laughs> that was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at midcourt in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz. With speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Odyssey's Riptide Music Festival returns to Fort Lauderdale Beach December 2nd and 3rd featuring Jelly Roll, The Black Keys, Bleachers, Young the Giant, Dirty Head, Sublime with Rome, Lovejoy, AWOL Nation, Cannons, Silver Sun Pickups, and so many more. December 2nd and 3rd on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Tickets on sale now at RiptideMusicFestival.com. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, 
and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, finishing up the first hour. Try to sneak a couple calls in if we can. Let's get uh, Craig to join us. Hey, Craig, what's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Pat, for your birthday, the Jelly of the Month Club, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I you stole the, my idea. I went to Fruit Club. <laughs> yeah, where, uh, like, uh, uh, Raymond got his parents, and they were like, it keeps coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Do you, by the way, Pat, do you have a, a vote for, like, Coach of the Year, too? I don't think I have a Coach of the Year vote. I have a Heisman vote. I have a Blitnikoff vote. I have a couple other votes. But I don't think a Coach of the Year vote. Uh, I'd like to put a word in for uh, – I think the word the, – what Barry Odom's doing at UNLV is unbelievable. It's a, it is. I mean, think about – he had an offensive coordinator all lined up in Bobby Petrino, and Bobby Petrino left and went to A&M and got, now yeah. he's fired – but um, yeah, and so he ends up. Well, I think they're seven and two now. Yeah, well, actually, uh, yeah, seven and two, and they control their destiny. To, yeah, uh, eight and two to be uh, attention to Mount West Conference. So I, I just put a good word in for him. Nah, absolutely, uh, I think here locally. Yeah, my son's probably going to go there. So I'd say uh, really, I watched the games there. Yeah, so no, they're having a um, great year. It's been. I, yeah. I actually uh, watched a little bit of their game the other night. They're they're a good football team. Yeah, the, the kid Jaden Miami went to Liberty, which is a good high school here in town. They always go up against Bishop Gorman. Um, yeah. That's the battle for the, for the state title. Um, for Florida, you're, Ty, you're talking a lot about money and, and NIL money, right? Yeah. And I think I think it is, and I, I know he's a good guy, but I think you have to start and maybe find another athletic director that maybe can fundraise better, can maybe embrace NIL better, um, because I think – Right now, Scott has done a good job getting the facilities done, but the other step is getting more booster money in the house to get those players in the portal to get those recruits to come. Like, we just lost two recently out of this class. Hopefully, you know, the ink's not dry. You're hoping that still um, you can still bring guys yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, there's, there was a, there's a lot of negative recruiting going on, on now yeah. right now with Florida because – well, and look at the teams that got them. I mean, yeah. big money schools. And I, I get that a little bit, Craig, but you're also, you know, now trying to, if, if you're administration and doing that, you know, NIL is completely different than what you're getting on the booster side. So you can't go ask the boosters to put your name on a building or do all these other things and then say, okay, now give me a whole bunch of other money for NIL stuff either. So. I think it's just it's, that's why the the fans are such a big part of the NIL stuff. Whereas I just I don't think that there's enough people out there, at least from a big money standpoint, that are going to be able to do both of those. And, and you know, Collective's done a really good job now, or the, you know what it's what it's called they now, the and, yeah. and gotten like fourteen million. But I mean, somebody probably can just give fourteen million. Well, I mean, obviously, Texas A&M has fourteen. Well, yeah, like it's like it's nothing. Jimbo Fisher every year for the rest of his life. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I think, it is a I, different. I think, uh, financial I think the Aggies situation. have that as a Aggies have, might have that as a daily limit on the ATM machine. That's right. There, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? But, I wanted fourteen, not thirteen. <laughs> yeah. My other thing too with the defense is I know they're young, but we're we're this far in the season, and here's where my only thing is. I don't think it's scheme. I do think it's the players. You don't have the right guys to run the scheme. Because I look at 
Auburn, Arkansas, I mean, that same offense put 10 points up on a And they got a seven late. Team. Seven yeah. late. Yeah. It was, it, it was 48 to it, three for most of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's where I think, whereas you can say it's player, say scheme. But these offenses, when they go up against other schools, I mean, I, I look at look at the Kentucky game now. That you know, getting boat raced by them, does it looks even worse now because they have yet to put up anything, any sort of uh, a good victory since that. Other, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all yeah. about that. I, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is uh, Florida made Arkansas look good. They made Kentucky look good. Um, the only team they didn't make look good was Tennessee, and it turns out maybe Tennessee's just not that good. So they they've got to get they got to get better players, better coaching. They've got to do a better job in every area on defense. Yeah, and I and I and I agree. They've got to get some reinforcement with that schedule next year. Now, if you get eight nine wins next year, you're okay. Yeah, and I mean, as bad as the schedule is, I mean, it includes Miami, which is going to be a 500 team this year. UCF, which, okay, they had a huge win against Oklahoma State, but they've been mediocre this year. You know, A&M has going to have a new coach. We'll see how it goes. All right, appreciate the call. we got to get out of here for the end of the first hour. We'll come back with a great second hour, we promise, here on the tailgate, ESPN WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. 
careful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. It's a hard reality to know you're getting older. Believe me, I sit next to Pat every single day, but we all have to go through it, and with it comes some aches and pains with every single step. But the good part is the pains are fixable, and one quick stop into Titan MRI will get you going in the right direction. There's lots of us out there that think we can just handle pain or it'll just eventually go away, but what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. I'm telling you, go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better and getting it to someone that can fix it. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be back on your way, carrying on your day in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in Gainesville, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the community. And they've been so good that Lake City came calling. They've got a place that is perfect up in Columbia County as well. Even your own doctors are bringing their families to Titan MRI. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat hi hey there welcome second hour of the tailgate happy to be here with you on a sonic sound off monday jeff and pat here with you. We have uh, traded producers. Went from Jose to now Sanjeev. So call him up. Hey, say hey. Sanjeev. And How we will doing, uh, get after it today as uh, certainly a lot of people want to talk about the weekend that was and uh, everything that happened out uh, in Baton Rouge. So let's uh, go right to Nino. He waited through the break and he waits no longer. Hey, Nino. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call sure. as always. Uh, Gator fan down here in Kentucky, man. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I, uh, you're up up there in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You forgot you guys are down south. <laughs> I gotta remember that. I just gotta get adjusted to the lizards, the Jurassic Park feel when I come to Florida. Sometimes I'm not used to that. Very true. But uh, <laughs> with the uh, with the football program, I I'm one of the ones that's I never grab a pitchfork. Um, when I when I don't see what I want to see, of course I want to see ten wins. 
11 wins, 12 wins, uh, college football playoffs, New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, I would rather for that be a down year, a New Year's Six Bowl. But in reality, you know, that's not going to happen all the time. The only thing that concerns me when watching new hires, because I run a business, I have to hire people. I don't hit a home run all the time. But what I do when I get with staff, uh, we write down a big board. Where did we fail? Uh, what do we need to look for more? Um, if it's a bigger program like Florida is, should we go get a smaller school, uh, smaller conference coach? Or should you perhaps look at a, a, a mid-tier coach at a mid-tier school and at a big program or how successful they're doing? But when I see uh, the kids not responding well, especially on defense and, and things of that nature, now we're losing recruits, which that happens with every recruiting cycle. It's just unfortunate for him because he's losing recruits at pretty much a bad time for him right now, in my opinion. So from that point, when when do when do we say? I hope it works out next year. First of all, if it doesn't, though, when do we say? Okay, maybe we have an administrative problem. Maybe we're not vetting coaches like we need to. Okay, he can recruit. Can he coach? He can coach. Can he recruit? It's a lot that goes, and I'm sure it's a high pressure job that I could not handle. Billy Napier is doing a better job than I can, but that's not the point. We're looking for a football coach. So if you're stepping up to the plate for the job, this is a high-pressure job. So all of these boxes have to be checked in a sense. you got to be willing to do it. It's a lot of psychology involved, talking to these kids. Do you have it or do you not have it? But at but, what but, point hey, do you say – Hey, Nino, real, real quick, and, and I'm – you know, I get everything you're saying. So let, let's just right. let's just take that. And, and you're you're going out to hire somebody. What are you yes. like? If you're starting from scratch and, and you're trying to hire right. the best person for whatever type of job it is, what are and you? And your program is a mess right now. And what are you, what are you looking at to mm-hmm. to hire someone? Uh, me personally, if if I was just the president of Florida per se or AD, what have you. Right now, what I'm looking for, first of all, is my past failures. So I'm going to start with uh, McIlwain, and I'm going to go from that point. Well, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't hire he didn't McIlwain. I don't want to say this is a Florida thing. I'm, I'm asking you as someone that runs a business, like you said. Yes. You're trying yes. to go, and, and if you want to say what business it is, fine. But what are you looking for when you personally are hiring someone? Yeah, no, no, I was getting to it. I, I know he didn't hire McElwain, but the point is he was a coach here at one point in time. He didn't do well. He started off well but didn't do well. So from that point, I'm not going to go out and look for a smaller conference, smaller school coach that has success right away. Not not saying they won't be successful, but I'm just using the numbers, the statistics. Okay. It's me, what I'm looking for is somebody that's going to be maybe – you got to be totally sold out with the recruiting thing or be active or willing to recruit. We learned that from Mullen. Uh, I'm probably going to look for a mid-tier coach like the Missouri guy, maybe. Maybe not quite yet because he's only been there, what, three years? And he's having a good year this year. Yeah, four. Looks like he's doing pretty well. I don't know. but Or a really, really hot assistant like a, at a big university like a Dan Lanning that came out of Georgia. I'm not saying none of those things work, but statistically, 
what I'm looking for, all of these successful first-year coaches maybe that had success within the last four to five years, I'm going to be looking for that kind of a background, maybe a, a mid-tier school in a Power 5 conference or a, a really, really hot assistant that everybody's raving about and he has experience, maybe to the point where he's ready. So that that personally, I would rather gamble on that first. And if we fail doing this, I know we, we've crossed all our boxes and, and checked uh, everything we needed to check before we, you know, fail again by getting a smaller but, uh, school conference coach. Yeah, but you still have pretty much outlined Florida's hiring pattern over the last four coaches. Yeah, that was Will Muschamp. Yeah. The, Will Muschamp the, was a assistant. hot assistant. Uh, assistant. Billy yeah. Napier yeah. was a mid-level uh, you know, coach who had tremendous success. And and can recruit. Yeah. And, and I guess that's where I'm way. going. Don't yeah. have to run through all this stuff. But Billy Napier was right. also in the coaching tree under Dabo under Nick Saban, yep. and then got the job that he did, had a lot of success at the job he did, and then, so it's not, and, and obviously can recruit. So it's, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's to, to sit here and it's it's not an exact science. I mean, I, I've hired a bunch of people in my life too, and, and I look at a yeah. majority of them and I kind of know what I want, and it's, I've obviously gone through the different process and say, okay, this is what's worked, this is what haven't worked. But, yes. I mean, to me, Billy Napier would have checked just about every box imaginable out there well, when I was going to hire somebody. Well, you know who else, who else would have needed help? Jimbo Fisher would have checked every yeah. box you could you could check as a yeah. Uh, yeah. as a college football coach, and now he's fired. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it's, you, it's hard. You, it's a gamble. It's a diff- yeah, you it's really, a truly don't know that statistically speaking – all of your good coaches out there right now, what do they all have in common? Maybe maybe it's something I, we need to look at. But it's easier said than done. I'm glad I don't have to hire no football coach with all that pressure going on. But just the way the guys are responding, I I just don't see it turning around, man. But I, don't I, but, know if he's but I, I do I do think they're responding, you know. Like I I'm I'm yeah. a part of internally what what i see and that locker room's really really together and 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 the way they came out and played against lsu that was everything that that coaching staff asked of them to do and and they did it yeah and i would be very very shocked if they didn't do it against missouri this week and they didn't do it against florida state so i i just think when it's all said and done there's a lot of people in there that know what they're doing and care a lot but i just again Uh i don't think that there's enough dudes in there in that locker room when it's all said and done is he? You think he's gonna hold on to Austin Armstrong? Not saying he'll fire him, but is something gonna be changed there? Or what is the problem with the defense, man? And uh, I'm gonna hang up and listen. All man. right, great show. Yeah, man. thanks, Nino. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, they. I, I think it's personnel, but I don't. I don't discount uh, coaching. I think it's a part of it. He's got to get better. He's got. I mean, you know, they were so good early in the year, but again, who are they playing against? You know, we're playing against a quarterback first. First game against quarterback, starting his first game. Second game against um, McNeese. Third game against Tennessee, which has not been good offensively all year. Fourth game against uh, Charlotte, and then from then on, it's gone downhill. So, and you also had people get hurt. You did, I, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, you're absolutely so, right. So about that's that. that's a part of why they're not as good. And 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 again, thirty five percent of the thirty five percent of the guys that are playing are freshmen the the next 
in the country percentage wise that are playing freshmen is twenty four. Yeah, and so, that's a choice that they have made. But right. They've to, made to that try choice to then because, get through that this year yeah, and exactly. give them the experience to hopefully be better next year. Like you were saying, oh seven, oh eight. The difference from one year to the next, and, and playing experience makes a big difference. It was unbelievable, the difference that, that – and again, guys can – not everybody matures that way. Not everybody gets better. Not everybody uh, improves physically and gets in the weight room. But that, that team did, and they, they became a uh, great defense. Yeah, and, and listen, there it, you don't know – I mean, how many times did we watch an Arkansas play or an LSU play the last few weeks, and there are dudes that are 10 yards – away from any defender. I mean, there's a lot of open lot receivers. Of so is that is that scheme? I don't think so. I think it's somebody just missing assignment, not understanding what they're supposed to be doing. Because obviously, you've got something in there as a coordinator to say, hey, you're supposed to cover this guy. And then nobody covers. So they either don't understand, and then the coaching staff has to do a better job of making sure that they do understand, or you're finding out that these just aren't the right dudes. Well, the bottom line, Jeff, is we have no idea whether it's scheme or talent. That's what I mean. Because you, we you don't know. We're not sitting in there and we're not we, we all we can go by is are the stats and the the numbers and the fact they've given up 43 points a game the last four games. No matter what you say, that's still 43 points and that's how you win or lose football games is how many points you score versus how many points you give up. That's the bottom line. And they're giving up way too many points to be able to win any games. All right. Always love ice cream. So let's talk to Ice Cream Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. Hey, look, that was, that was a good caller you had. He made a lot of good points. And I agree with most all of it. And I usually agree with y'all. But when it comes to the situation we're in and what we got to do to – right the ship is i honestly feel is it's out in the open i mean this sounds brash but it's out in the open now and everybody's doing it is you got to get out there and outspend you got to drop bags you got to get the best coaches you can and you got to get the best players you can and yeah but you say that but how many i mean how much do you think florida's not spending the money on nil or do you think that they, they don't they, they don't have the money to spend on NIL? They are, but in comparison to what other teams are spending, they're not spending enough. So, they need to so where is that money going to come more. from? Well, it's either got to come from the boosters or whatever. It's not coming from you, right? It's not coming from me. Well, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, exactly. I so I mean, but I know that, that when Billy Napier got here, he talked about the, what, 500,000 mm-hmm. uh, alumni here. They don't all have money. Okay. They don't have money to give. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know why Florida is seems to be lagging on NIL, uh, but yeah. I do know that, like, for example, uh, a school mm-hmm. in this conference just spent $77 million to make a guy go away. That's exactly my point. Get, is they, I got I got news for you. Texas A&M's got yeah. more money in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, they do. They do have a lot of money. But is you say that? But at some point, are you going to compete or are you not? And well, that, and that's that's what we're up against. Yeah, but I if mean, you don't, don't if like you don't it. have the resources to, then you can't. I think that's well. Then we we got to find a way, though. I mean, we got to do something because that's. The but game you don't think that they're not trying to, to rob a bank, raise money? Or what? 
think I think they are, but what I'm saying is we got to find a way to compete because that's how the game is being played now. And we if we don't, then we're just going to become irrelevant. So we got to find a way to be competitive. Now, I saw a number that was out there that said Florida basically pulled down 190 million is what they what they pulled down last year. And somebody said, well, Texas A&M only got 193. So apparently they got a lot richer boosters than we got, but we got to find a way is my point is, is until we do so, we're not going to win these battles. And we got, I do agree with that. And I mean, and it's, and it's the same in in baseball and yeah. Yeah. And to get the dudes, I mean, in football to get the dudes, you got to, you got to get the money. I mean, they got to, they got to get competitive when it comes to that. Now, as far as the Missouri game is, I'm going to get it off air. But as far as the Missouri game, this is never going to happen, by the way. But it's just a thought at this point. With as bad as the defense performed, you know, they tried. You know, they tried for a while. But as bad as they performed against LSU, what do you think about subbing in a bunch of second-string guys, getting them some playing time at Missouri, rest our first-team guys a little bit? Because I know they're getting nicked up. We're, We're getting thin, you know, and that hurts. Get some guys some playing time against Missouri because chances are not going to win that game. It's going to be cold and it's going to be miserable, and they're very physical. So sub in a bunch of second string guys, get them some playing time, try to get a little bit healthier on defense. The offense is actually looking pretty darn good, in my opinion, right now. Is we don't play a complete game, but we're we're decent. You know, on offense, we're decent. Get that defense a little healthier, and then come in and fire all guns against FSU. What do you think? <laughs> I don't like the it's plan. Gonna, Let's just put it that it, way. It's yeah. never going to happen, but it's just a thought. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, they're all young guys anyway, so they yeah. they need the playing time. Either and, way, it's going to be freshmen replacing freshmen. So. Yeah, that's that's not going to make <laughs> yeah. a difference. And maybe you know, maybe on offense a little bit too. Maybe maybe play just like a screen quarterback a little bit. Let Mertz get healthy, you know, because nah, no so, chance. so you're basically saying games. try to lose to Missouri fifty to nothing in hopes of beating Florida State. <laughs> yeah, not really, not really in that aspect. What I'm saying is basically, sadly, I don't think we got a good chance of winning. I kind of agree with y'all with what you were saying earlier. I don't think we got a better chance to beat Missouri than we do have to beat Florida State at home at night. We could dial up some swamp magic and win that game if we're good and healthy. They, I don't think FSU, they play nobody this week coming up. So, is they're going to be rested? You know, they'll they'll probably they play a bunch Georgia of Georgia State, maybe or somebody like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're going to play a bunch of subs, and they are going to be they're going to be rested and ready when they play us. Now us, Missouri plays a very physical game, from what I understand. They'll be uh, ready though. Yeah, they're not that physical. Yeah, they're they're a finesse team too. But I mean, the, are they? Yeah, I mean they've got a great quarterback. Yeah. I mean this is three straight great quarterbacks. Florida's going to be facing. Yeah, yeah, I know they're I know they're dialed in and they're playing some really good ball and for whatever reason we have lackluster performances at Missouri. I guess it's cold, you know, it's yeah, kind it's, of a weird. They, they haven't had that many. Everybody keeps saying that, and I keep going. Well, what are you talking about? They, I, I've seen Apparently them play like well a, there. Like I've seen Bermuda them. Triangle. No, it's not. It's like a Bermuda Triangle up there. It's it's, it's a wasteland. And I, I saw Will Greer go up there and win. Huh? All right, Joe. Say what? All right, I appreciate you. All right, we need a break. We'll do that and uh, get more of your phone calls. Lots of good ones here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good evening, I'm Joseph Baker. Tune in tonight for some Florida women's basketball at 7.40 p.m. Gators take on Florida A&M following their win against Bethune-Cookman. Gator volleyball smoked Alabama 3-0 yesterday. The Gators sit at 18-7 on the year and 8-6 in conference. The number 21 Gators will take on Mizzou this Friday. Men's basketball plays Florida A&M tomorrow night in the O-Dome. The Gators fell just short against Virginia on Friday night, but showed signs of promise. UF will look to move to 2-1 before the Florida State game on the 17th. Florida football's kickoff times for its final two games have been set. The Gators will face Missouri at 7.30 this Saturday. Then, UF will take on rivals Florida State at 7 p.m. on ESPN on November 25th. It will be a chance to turn around a hugely disappointing season as the Gators sit at 5-5 following a 5-2 start. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Baker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep-dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. Best time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout. 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. Bills and Dozo here with you. Right you, back to the phone. Jeff, can you imagine that if in today's market with all the social media, if Florida was losing 20 to nothing, went for two every time and lost 20 to 18? It would be seven days of phone calls. Yeah. That's what he did in 20. Well, technically it was... 1965 year. Yeah, but it was a 19... Yeah, 65 season, but 66 yes. game. Yeah. Yes. We are just looking up the history between Missouri and Florida. And yep. you know, our, our last caller is somewhat right. Gators have not scored more than 23 points in Missouri. But they're 2-3. Two 2-3. And, three, two and, and, three. and they've been in most games there. And there was a yeah. couple they, they kind of pooped to bed. But. Lost 45-16 in 2017. And that was what happened the week of that game. Yeah, the coach somebody got fired. Got fired. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't even count that. Randy Shannon did. was the interim. <laughs> that was the weirdest press conference afterwards. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we had some guys hurt in this game, but we're not going to tell you who they are because we don't want you putting it on social media so that their parents find out. And I'm like, why don't you just call? Them? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get uh, back to the phones. Porter's next. Hey, Porter. Hey guys, um, well, one thing we learned for sure about the argument going in: DBU does not reside in uh, Baton Rouge or Gainesville. Nope. <laughs> but uh, uh, argument: who, you know, which is the real DBU? Um, uh, none of the above at the moment. Um, before the game, I heard a stat, and it kind of shocked me: uh, Graham Mertz only trailed Jaden Daniels by 250 yards. Correct. Uh, they, I, I, I missed if they're going in. Not the, anymore, man. Man, that's, that's, that's not anymore, not anymore. But uh, yeah, that, that that seems a two hundred fifty a game. Maybe I don't know. But uh, um, well, I want to ask one thing about the rules. This goes back to last week. I kept being called and couldn't get through and that kind of thing. At the end of the at the end of the uh, Arkansas game where we got the first down and there was eight seconds they ran up. I thought the, the, the I thought the Arkansas had a good complaint. I thought the the referee handled the rule wrong. As, as I understand it, when there's less than two minutes to go in college game. When there's a first down, the game clock is paused to spot the ball and set the chains. It doesn't do anything to the game to the to the play clock, and it, that, that that's just for that sake. They have a second a secondary rule has nothing to do with that. If the offense substitutes, then the defense has a chance to substitute, and the and the, the referee will hold the snap of the ball. But that doesn't pause, to my knowledge, 
the game clock or I know it doesn't pause the play clock because if you substitute too, substitute too lately, too late, then the defense gets a chance. You can either get a, a delay a game or right. call a timeout. So setting it up that way, uh, I don't know whether there's an exception. In other words, if the, the game clock is paused because of spot, signing the ball and then there's a substitution, I don't know if if the, the status of the clock remains as it is when the ref is holding it. I, I don't think so. But anyway, did, did they ever address that? Because I thought that you paused the ball and we shouldn't have substituted. We should have known, if hey, if we get the first down, everybody hustle the line, we're spiking the ball. So it was our, our mistake. Uh, to do that, but you know, I understand the young kids. If we don't get the first down, then hey, field goal team, get ready to you know, get out there or whatever. But um, th- did you ever hear anybody address? Did the, did the referee uh, handle the rule wrong? Because I, I, Arkansas was complaining, but I never heard any more about it. I guess maybe because they won the game in overtime. But uh, uh, what, uh, did you have a, anybody comment on the rule itself or how it was handled? No, it was it was done right. the The explanation that he he gave, he, I think he gave it on the field. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but there was he said there's. There's no runoff because of the the type of penalty that it was. No, because the they had got well, yeah, a but, first but, down, so that meant that the clock it was, was, clock was, was going to stop. So and it would be on his whistle, yeah. and the whistle had not blown yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was seven. Anyway, I was just curious. I didn't. I, I thought that they, if we substitute, it's just going to screw us, uh, screw us up. Yeah, you because know, they can. All right. Well, what's the matter? It's out, it's two yeah. weeks old. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Okay. It doesn't matter. And uh, lastly, they were talking about talking about Frank Franklin. I totally agree. I mean, I didn't have a dog in that fight. I was wanting an exciting finish, and you know, wouldn't wouldn't mind an upset and that kind of thing. But um, I just didn't understand what Franklin did the number of times. Uh, um, it, it didn't it didn't make total sense. At the, at the very end, you're down nine, and he goes for two. Okay, and even after they get a false start, so they're, they're pushed back five yards. I don't, I, I do not understand the logic of that. You're going for if you accomplish all your goals, now you're going to be at seven instead of eight. Uh, and if the, the situation was between two and a half and three minutes left, and Penn State still had all three of their timeouts, um, they're probably going to kick the kick it kick it off and try and stop and get the ball back. If they go for two and, and you miss it, you're down nine. Now you're relegated to having to do an onside kick, recover it, and do another onside kick. I, I just it, 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 it shocked me. It didn't make any sense. It was almost like maybe I guess if you don't have a kicker, but uh, I totally agree. Well, with the analytics that. must have told them to go for two. That's all I can say. Yeah. And the analytics yeah. can must have <laughs> analytics don't don't have to you know listen to the the criticism efforts. All right, go Gators. Be safe. Thanks. All right, Porter, thank you. Let's get Jack. Jack, what's up? I tell you guys, Florida Victorious has now become a 501C, so anybody that's out there, I've doubled my contribution. They're doing really well when it comes to NIL money. Billy jumped in late last year on NIL. He thought, I, I don't know what he thought. I mean, you get, uh, you get a, uh, like you said, a guy, we get a guy from Louisville, a guy from Memphis State, and I think our big problem, I mean, I saw a run the other night. I forget the player, the Florida player, they're running right on if it's a fullback or tight end, just knocking our players on their keister. I think our major problem is strength and conditioning. I mean, we got Desmond I don't want to make fun of the guy. He's still 438 pounds. This is like year three or four. We're puffing and puffing. And I tell you, all my Bulldog buddies there for like going, man, this is great. You fire Todd Grantham, but you hire Mark Hockey. I mean, Mark Rick fired this guy. He's so bad. I mean, our strength conditioning program is not good. I mean, we're getting, we are not, we're at a, we're at a position, we're out of shape. 
And then, like, the first couple of series, we put 21 on a stunt. God, the guys, the guy weighs 438 pounds. You can't put him on a stunt swinging people in. He's too slow. I mean, all right. Well, you you made four different points here, but let me let me go back to one of them. One of them was that that the uh, the guy who got blown up on that play that you were talking about is a true freshman, and he'll he'll get. He got blown up. But okay, he's not ready to play yet. He shouldn't be playing as much as he's playing. But he's they have to play him because they don't have the the manpower. Um, Okay. As far as Desmond Watson, no, Billy Napier didn't recruit that guy. I mean, I, I. I love the kid, but he's yeah he he shouldn't be playing um, uh, for a, a a great power five team. But they've got to put him in there because he's the only guy big enough to sometimes stop the run. Uh, it's it comes down to two things. It's I I think coaching has been not great this year, and I think nope. personnel is nowhere near the levels of other other uh, really good teams, top twenty five teams. I'm talking about. I'm not well, talking about look, the 50th best team. I'm talking about top 25 teams. Florida does not have the personnel to compete with them. No, no. But you're equating the 2017 to this team. Well, you know you had Mickey Mariotti. You had Urban and his great coaching staff he had back then that they could they could transform these guys. Can we transform any players? I don't know. I've never been players? in the weight room with these guys. And and Jeff hasn't I mean, either, I, mean, I don't think. Great I mean, question. That's because Jeff, have you been in the weight room? It's good. No. Yeah. Okay. So I just don't know. I don't know whether. I mean, I I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be down on a strength coach when he's had one year with a lot of most of these guys. Uh, I I mean, look in two years, I may I may be the first guy. I may be leading the parade. Okay, but I'm not gonna do it yet. And they've well, got again. You know, you you have we back in 2007. We had great players. They're four or five star players. You knew they were going to get better because you knew Urban could like get them in the strength program. But again, I mean, he ain't walking through that door. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I know that. No, neither Steve. What I'm like, I, this has been. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Penn State or any of these other teams. I don't give a damn about them. But I tell you this: we have got to hit the portal for four or five such good linemen on both sides of the ball for Billy to make it through next year. We've got to hit the portal heavy. And yeah, uh, we're going to lose players, but it's. But the problem is right now. I know some guys are in the in the boosters that are in the heat of this thing. It's what we're doing on the field. Recruits are tart, starting to sour in Florida because there's no improvement, and that's the biggest problem we have is no improvement. I support Billy. I think he needs to make change in the strength and conditioning program. <laughs> By the way, I want to tell you too, Pat. I helped Jeff a lot of questions you asked. So God bless you guys. Go Gators. Okay, take care. What? I don't know what he, what that meant. No, I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't get the question. What can I ask you? I should ask you more questions. Maybe. Let's get uh, DQ. What's up? Welcome. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, DeQuarius. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Uh, uh, Pat, if y'all are talking about the play, I think I'm uh, that Jack was talking about with the running back in number fifteen. Derrick Wingo is not a uh, true freshman. Derrick Wingo is a damn mother recruit. Yeah, that's all right. You're right. Uh, that I actually thought that was Collins. I was kind of. I only saw it one time, and I, I wasn't sure who it was. So you're right, Derrick Wingo. And Derek Wing is a linebacker, yeah. and he got blown up by a guy, and he's he's not there yet. I mean, he he's got to get better. You're right. You're absolutely right. They've got to yeah, get better I'm, physically. I'm, I'm, but I mean, you you're asking 
me whether they should fire the strength coach who's been there for a year and a half with this program with a bunch of freshmen. I I I don't agree with that. I I'm I'm willing to give him a little more time, like much like I am with Billy Napier. I, I feel what you're saying, but um, I agree with Jack. I said it last week. It's strength and conditioning, and and it's some of the coaches. Like I think. How many? Let me ask under, you this: How I many? Think they underdeveloped. How many people do you want to see fired? Strength uh, and conditioning. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, um, I don't think we need special I don't teams. think we need two offensive line coaches. Okay, there's three. I, I ain't even I ain't even talk about special teams. You can get you can um from what Shane, how Shane is playing is special team is not just one coach. Special team is the whole staff. Everybody got a part of special teams. So uh, so it's, then it's the, whole the whole staff should be the whole fired. Staff. Yeah, I think I think it's the staff. I think they are underdeveloped. Like this team is how they are off coaching. It, it's not all talent. It's coaching, too. Like, they've been making the same mistakes since game one. Nothing has don't disagree. Better. Nothing has got better. It's the staff. Well, like, it, here's what not, I – Oh, we under talent. Here, Dequarius, here's what I've said all along uh, over the last few weeks with, with uh, Billy. Billy is either going to have to make a lot of changes – or he's going to be stubborn, and then he's going to be on the real hot seat. And I, like I always say, there's two kind of hot seats, the real and the perceived. Right now he's on the perceived hot seat, which is some fans don't want him out or want him out. Uh, but the real hot seat is when you are stubborn and you stay with the same thing and you believe it's going to work and evidence comes up that it's not going to work and you don't change. So... That that's going to be the interesting part of it. But, and and I do think even if you listen to the press conferences lately, some of the things he's saying, I, he's he's aware of that too, Dequarius. I, I think everything that you're saying, he knows that they've got to get better in, in certain areas and changes need to happen, but he's not going to do it now at the beginning or the, the middle of the year. So that's that's something that happens in the offseason and something that he's going to really address. And I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he wants to be successful here and he understands that it's a process, and 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 I, and I when you say things haven't changed, I, I think they've they've certainly tried. But again, even if you look at some of the defensive stuff, they're trying different things. We just don't have the players to get to the quarterback, or you know they they were in the right call in several things against LSU, and then they had the Heisman Trophy winner just beat them. So I don't know. I think I think there's there's more to that, but I do think obviously you're right in in saying some of the things, but I think. Billy Napier, if he was answering this question, would agree with you. And I think we have to wait and see what, what those changes are going to be in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get what y'all are saying. I don't I don't feel that we talented, that, that talented either with, like, far as on Georgia and Alabama levels and stuff. No, but not the even rest, close. The rest of the ACC, I mean, not, not the ACC, the rest of the SEC should not be out-talented us. I, I, I look at the recruiting numbers. Like, no one, we are, it's only four teams in front of us with talent in the SEC. LSU, Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama. We shouldn't be losing no Arkansas. We, we're no, going to die with Arkansas. Uh, and, and, that's the most embarrassing loss Florida's year. had since the Georgia Southern game, in my opinion. Losing the, that yeah, game to Arkansas. And, I agree with you. Auburn went out there and blowed them out. 
Auburn went out there and blew them out. He, this Hugh that, Freeze. No, in Arkansas they blew them out. That's, yeah, I understand. That's, that would make it even worse, Pat. We was at home. I know. I know. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, but that's all I had. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Aquarius. In Florida, listen, and I think we knew it was going to be different, Arkansas getting the bye week, changing coordinators. You had a lot of things that you hadn't seen yet that they completely changed differently. So I think if it would have been flipped, if Auburn would have been that team that Arkansas played, they would have been much better against Arkansas. It was and then the Florida worst. would have been able to do some different things. It was just the worst, worst time to play. possible to, time to play them. Yeah. And then now and sure you had Auburn a bunch of film. Right. Auburn, it was yeah. perfect for Auburn. So it's just the way it was. Cliff joins us next. Hey, Cliff. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, listen, I, you know, I, I, I think Billy Napier is a good Coach, a good guy, and I want him. I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, we all gonna be happy. But I think he really needs to work harder at just connecting with the fan base, with the Gator Nation as a whole. And, and totally to agree with that. Totally same, agree with that. And, and try to get us on the same page. If I was him, let me tell you what I would do. I would do something unconventional. I would call. A, I would have a press conference, and I want to talk to the Gator Nation. I would talk about how much I need the Gator Nation to be on the same page. The negativity, we need to lower that temperature because how much it uh, damages and hurts the recruiting. He needs to put his preacher pants on. He needs to sell his conviction, get away from the the coach script, and and talk about what he needs from the Gator Nation. He needs patience. He needs us to understand that this job is going to be a little tougher than maybe we maybe than we really realize and to be patient to, to say to the to the people we're working our butts off nobody wants to win no one wants to do it as much as this coaching staff these players he needs to sell that he needs to say if you just be patient with us you're going to be happy but i need you all all of us to be on the same page and then he needs to appeal to the pocketbook he needs to tell us what do you need us to do with this new way of recruiting in this transfer portal? Tell us, hey, guys, I need I, this is what it's going to take. If we want to get to this top, to the mountaintop here, this is what I need you to do. We all, This is a team effort. I need you. I think if he get away from the script and he go heart to heart with, with, with the fan base, with the Gator Nation, is I think they would say, you know what, let's lower this temperature. Yeah, but that, that's – that- He don't want – so, the, but that's Cliff. That's what he does at the twenty Gator clubs that he goes around and talks to, and says all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, it, it's not. It's not really that. the time during the season to to do that. Okay. Cliff, I think he wanted you to come to his your house and say that to you. Nah, <laughs> nah, brother. <laughs> no, nah, I, I get that. I get that. But maybe, and you, you, and that's a great point. That is a great point. Maybe he's. Doing that in those, uh, I think it falls on a lot of deaf ears. To be honest with you, to be, mm-hmm. I mean, to be, I mean, and this is something I haven't really thought through, but I'm going to say it. I think a lot of Gator fans hear all that, what he says to them, and all these mm-hmm. different things, and they go, "Yeah, we're the Gators. We don't need to worry about all that stuff. We we we're not going to worry about NIL. We're not going to worry about uh, transfer portals. Well, that's so a you, problem. <laughs> you just put a team together and go win games. That's all we care about." And I think that, yeah, that, that now I'm again I'm not putting all the Gator fans into that 
right. basket because there's a lot of giving a lot of money, and and my friend Hugh Hathcock right. being at the top of that. But um, I I do think a lot of people hear that, and I've been in multiple places, Jeff, mm-hmm. where and whether it's a Gainesville quarterback club, whether it's in Destin, where that's a message being preached. Yeah. But you can just hear people just gla- their eyes gloss over when they mm-hmm. start talking about NIL and stuff like that. Yeah, They're they like, just want to hear about the the players. Yeah. They want to hear what type of team gonna, it is. Are we going to beat Georgia? Problem. Yeah, it's the it's so yeah it's and and I think you know obviously if he did it now in that type of setting or even a press conference for Gator Nation, he'd get destroyed. Yeah, by all these other colleges and yeah. everything else, saying you know this is look at what it, look at he's trying to do. So and this is what's happening right well, now with. Um, uh, social media, where uh, definitely Florida is one reason they're losing some commits, is right, they right. they well, just, these guys these other coaches are sending them, hey, look, this is how they treat Billy Napier. You don't want to go play for him; he's yeah. going to be gone anyway. So, I mean, but it, and 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 he sort of did that, Cliff, today in the press conference when somebody asked him mm-hmm. about what Florida is because, I heard that. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously selling it and talking about the Gator Made program, the education, and 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 I think he mm-hmm. even said, "Give give this some time because we're getting the right guys well, let me in here." This guys, and I'm a, I'm gonna hang yep. up. Well, shame on us as the Gator Nation if we don't hear the under message that he's trying to give us and say to us, be patient. I need support. And, and the shame on us, if the only damn thing we're thinking about, if we're going to beat Georgia next week, if we don't have the talent, shame on us. And I hope that we don't in two years run a good man off because we're too egotistical to realize, Hey, this is going to be a look, take a little longer and we got a good man. We just need to support him. Guys, you guys be safe and have a good evening. All right, Cliff. That's the best call we've gotten in about three weeks. I I totally agree with him. Yeah, I totally agree with everything he said there. Uh, Florida fans need to either get behind this coach or move on, become FSU fans. <laughs> because if you don't get behind him, what is next? Yeah, because you're going to start all over again. Start all over again, and with who? Right. I, I just don't. Nobody. Everybody thinks they have the answer, but nobody has the answer. Yeah, I even think about for Texas A&M, who, who's who are they going to go get? And there's a lot of talk about Elko, and I'm like the guy who's lost four games. Yeah, already this year, you know. I, I like Mike Elko, but I, is that a home run hire for? Yeah, there really isn't Texas A&M that person. All right, we need uh, we need a break. A lot of great calls. Probably not going to be able to get to uh, to all of you, but we'll uh, we'll be here all week. Except for Friday. So uh, we'll continue this conversation when we come back here on the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about. And the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water. And they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their life Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. 
Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Overcast skies sticking around this evening and overnight. We'll have a slight chance for a passing shower along and east of the I-95 corridor, also along and north of the I-10 corridor. Low temperatures falling into the lower 60s by tomorrow morning. Cloudy skies tomorrow afternoon. Slight chance for a passing shower. Getting breezy with wind gusts near 20 miles an hour. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good evening, I'm Joseph Baker. Tune in tonight for some Florida women's basketball at 7.40 PM. Gators take on Florida A&M following their win against Bethune-Cookman. Gator volleyball smoked Alabama 3-0 yesterday. The Gators sit at 18-7 on the year and 8-6 in conference. The number 21 Gators will take on Mizzou this Friday. Men's basketball plays Florida A&M tomorrow night in the O-Dome. The Gators fell just short against Virginia on Friday night but showed signs of promise. UF will look to move to 2-1 before the Florida State game on the 17th. Florida football's kickoff times for its final two games have been set. The Gators will face Missouri at 7.30 this Saturday. Then, UF will take on rivals Florida State at 7 p.m. on ESPN on November 25th. It will be a chance to turn around a hugely disappointing season as the Gators sit at 5-5 following a 5-2 start. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Baker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators for my friends at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's family-owned jeweler with worldwide connections. IDC delivers exceptional value, mind-blowing selection, uncompromising quality, ironclad warranties. IDC has showrooms all over Gator country, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota, Naples, and on the Treasure Coast. The vibe at IDC is relaxed and fun. Their non-commissioned experts will guide you every step of the way and nobody can touch their incredible value prices. 
Of course, IDC's specialty is diamonds. Real, rare, precious GIA certified diamonds in every shape and size imaginable. It's a massive selection at no middleman, direct importer prices. So when it comes to those special moments in your life, celebrate with the only jeweler endorsed by the Gators, International Diamond Center, where Gator Nation shops for jewelry. Get store locations, hours, and learn more. ShopIDC.com. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So, don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Wealth for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding your nest egg.com. Allen Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. A license D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, a lot of uh, great calls today. We appreciate each and every one of them, and we'll try to get to a few more here to uh, wrap up Monday's show. Hey, Mike, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, uh, Jeff, Pat. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Hey, Pat, do you use a different microphone than Jeff uses? Because sometimes you kind of fade off into the background. I think it's just my personality. No, he just he just doesn't he doesn't like to stick a big old thing right in his face. Okay. I lean back. I t- I'll, I'll try to lean forward all the time. I promise you. All right. Very good. Uh, I was calling about two things. Number one was the guy several calls back that was kept saying, we need to do this, and we need to raise this, and we need to do this. I kept hearing, you need to do this. You need to do that. Um, maybe he could take out a second mortgage and uh, and help support it if we need all this money to for Florida to become a good team um but the other thing i wanted to call about was in the uh was the basketball game against virginia and the uh uh i want to praise the the officials up there for you know stepping outside the box and taking a look at the view that the tv viewers had versus the view that they had inside their own facility on that call near the end of the game now it didn't help us but uh, it could have. And I remember back just to this early in the volleyball season, a similar thing happened at FSU uh, where a ball was called out that was clearly in on TV, but the indoor facility didn't have a view of it. And I think 
you know, they need to come up with a plan that says, look, we're going to look at every possible view we can get. I, I, I don't understand why there's several different views. Why don't they come up with using all the views to come up with answers to, to, yep. uh, hey, it's, it's like everything in college sports. It's not all the same everywhere. Uh, that certainly was, the, you know, the reason that they looked at that call was Corey Alexander, who was doing the game, who is a, a former Virginia player, and Tony Bennett lost his mind screaming at him afterwards. You cost us a, the possession there. He's screaming at him, pointing at him. So good for him, though, for, for pointing that out. It was clearly Florida's ball, and I can't believe, again, I'm never going to say instant replay is it allows us to get things right because they still don't get it right 90% of the time. So, Well, I, I agree with that, but if we're going to use it, let's use it. Let's not. They use it, but they don't get. They still don't get it right. I mean, you cannot uh, tell me that wasn't a safety against Florida State. Uh, you know, and that Mike, as as far as some of the cameras too, they um, like. Let's just take volleyball for example. They they don't have certain angles like in in different parts. Like when when you get to the NCAA tournament, they'll have actually the angle down each of the lines and across. And Florida doesn't have that ability. Um, or at least does it not do it in in the O dome? So then you try to get a, a TV feed, and then there's because the replay guy sits right next to me. They have several angles, but then they're not always the best because that camera is not statically just focused. They're kind of following the ball, so sometimes they just can't see it because there aren't enough cameras to supply it for everything. Well, it's my understanding because Mary brought this up in one of the one of the meetings, and we have the capability. To uh, uh, or UF has the capability to hang those cameras, uh, but the uh, the other schools don't. Correct. So if others don't, that they all have to to be able to use them, yeah. or none can that's, use them. Right, and that's why when you get into the NCAA tournament, it'll it'll be different. You got it all or nothing. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. That's a great Tom Petty song. All Apologies time. that we couldn't get to uh, the rest of you, but. If you were uh, on hold, then uh, try to get in tomorrow, and we will uh, have these same types of conversations. A lot to talk about and still uh, so much more throughout the week. Sanjeev, thank you for producing. What do we got next? Mary Wise Show? Sweet! Tune in to some volleyball for Duels. I'm Dozo. Bye, everybody. WRUF Gainesville, B251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM.